I've got myself a wee boss coffee, but they're doing like a Tears of the Kingdom promo at the moment on all the cans of coffee. Oh, cool. I think there's like a QR code thing. It's like Wii. I thought you were like relating it to the the Wii console. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've just picked it up because I spent all my time (laughs) talking to Scots. Yeah. It says Wii, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But my favourite flavour is the the one that's called like the Rainbow Blend. Mm. And guess which character they've got on all the cans of Rainbow. Uh... Sidon? Yeah, Link's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thought that's what they would go for. I've always wanted a Boss Coffee jacket, so if I could get the actual Zelda one. Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. And I'm James the Jaster Short. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Jess, what did we do last week? Uh, last week we spoke about the Great Hyrule Forest. And Jay, what are we doing this week? Well, after we got a little bit sidetracked up to the woods, um, I think it's time to go up the mountain and uh, journey towards Goron City. And we'll probably find out what's actually going on with the Gorons as part of our journey there. Let's see how many times over the next few episodes I accidentally say Mount Doom instead of Death Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've already started that off. There's one. Yeah. Well, I I know I did it on an old Monster Mash one. Yeah. You guys all laughed at me. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it's not as lava-y this time, right? Like, that's the most like, obvious true, yeah, yeah, yeah. difference from Breath of the Wild. So that's the... Yes, yes, there are. Um, I suppose, before we even begin our ascent of our mountain properly, what will probably catch our eyes when we begin ascending the mountain trail is the Skyview Tower in the region. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Elden Canyon Skyview Tower. Yes, I mean, as, as we say on every Skyview Tower, most players probably did this before they did anything else in the game. Yeah. But um, if you are some kind of freak who does the whole game the way Nintendo intended. <laughs> or if you're playing maybe a second playthrough along with the pod, which would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I hope someone out there is doing that. Yeah, you would come along and do this tower. I don't recall if there's much of a a gimmick to this one. Uh, yes, there is. So this is one where um, the doors at the bottom of the tower aren't able to be opened. Um, and this is where you discover there's like a little top of the kettle. <laughs> the, the, the tower hatch at the top is the... Okay, is, this is that one. It's like, like the whole top of the sky food towers are like kettles on there. Yeah, they really are. Like, it is like a little kettle top. And I suppose, I think what makes that even more of a obvious comparison in my eyes is the way, like, the tower almost seems to, like, whistle. <laughs> like, like it's boiling a kettle mm-hmm. when Link gets launched. So, yeah, big big kettle energy <laughs> from the sky view towers. Um... But yeah, the just close by to the tower, there's some falling rocks, so you can 
you you know use recall on them quite easily get launched up to the sky and then gently drift into the tower from there you could do that or you could painstakingly climb up it because you forget that's a thing you could do that's you can um, climb claim the towers <laughs> to know you <laughs> claim them that's very a very yeah, breath oh, yeah. of the wild solution right yep um but well I, I think as we've talked about a few times it it really took me a while to get my head around the new abilities in this game and mm-hmm. stop just playing the game like Breath of the Wild. Mm. I, yeah, because there's not there's not many towers where you have to go to the top, right? Uh, but this might be the of. only one. Just a yeah, two. it's either maybe another there's one. one. Where you can, there's one where there's like a one of those big floating platforms block. Like the top of the tower, oh, which is kind of like blocking the oh, signal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Yes, I remember so, that. Yeah, yeah. You're not entering from um, the top, but it's blocking the, the kettle lid. <laughs> blocking the kettle lid. That's it. I hate when I try to make a cup of tea and there's a floating platform block on top of my kettle. Can't get any more water in. <laughs> um, but yeah, most of them are like the puzzles are either well around the door itself, or there's a couple where you've going got underground, to underground, getting up to it, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, this one's so, fair, yeah. fairly simple. Fairly simple. Then yeah, if this is probably is the one I'm thinking of, and yes, I did just climb it. <laughs> it must have taken ages, man. Yeah. Like, how did you even have the stamina for it? Was there like little ledges you could kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's multiple ledges on the way up. I suppose it is kind of like a tiered. Looking at the picture of it, it's kind of like a tiered structure, right? Yeah. Like there are a couple of like. There's a very a very deliberate ledge like halfway up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's exactly what I did. But yes, if you um if you once you launch up the tower, um, there is something that will probably immediately grab your eye um, just below the... <laughs> like, when when you look back down on the ground. One thing I think we should probably could speak about, though, is there's a little... Um, there is a little, like, cluster of islands, like, immediately above the Skyview Tower, looking at it. Yes, I've just... Um, when I use the interactive map on Zelda Dungeon. Mm-hmm. I always forget to check the sky when I'm making the document. Ah. Whereas if I make the document from the game, then I could easily just tap up on my D-pad. Yeah, there we go. There we go. But uh yeah, so there's a um there is a cluster of islands here with a shrine on it here, which we can explore. Um which is the Kadarnar shrine. <laughs> also known as Water Makes Away. There we go. Uh, and this the part of the pod where we always go silent because we've all forgotten the shrines and we've got to watch the little video that Zelda Dungeon put out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So I remember this one. Um, this well, one. I, before we, is there a puzzle go? to get into this shrine? I don't think so. Otherwise, it would. Okay. Have, they're usually quite yeah, good on Zelda Dungeon of... telling us. Um, okay. But we'll come to the actual. Associated I think it's just islands. making your way there, right? Because you're like you're on like the closest island. You take like the little railway tracks to get 
to where the shrine actually is located. Yeah, that's it. These the islands look a bit complex to just be going straight to the shrine. Yeah, but they are usually good at telling if it's a shrine quest or not. But this one must just be a shrine. A shrine. Yeah, it's not. It's not so much a shrine quest as just. It's very difficult islands. to go straight. It's difficult to go straight to the island of the shrine. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah, so this one. Um, so before we get to the shrine itself, yeah. So this the, the shrine is actually higher up on the map. So you've got to like when you land, you land on the first like the most like westmost of cluster of the islands, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're using yeah you use the minecarts to travel up. And I remember when you first land on this island, there's a couple of constructs there, and there's one that comes down the mines the, like on the minecarts to like hop out and attack you and shoot arrows at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a cool little moment, like, oh, you've, they've alerted to your presence. Um, so it's a cool little, little little combat bit section as you go up there. Um, on the first cluster of the islands, uh, sorry, the second after, obviously, I'll be on the one you land on, there are a couple of um, interesting chests to get. Um, one of them is a treasure map chest, which leads uh, to... Ah yeah, to to the big orange, big Goron sword or Bigoron sword, as I always read it. Oh, classic. <laughs> um, El Clasico. Yeah, little Ocarina Time reference there for you. Um, I remember actually where this leads to. It's in Akala. I remember getting this chest before even getting this map, because um, this was one of the first kind of secret bits of the map I ended up stumbling upon underground, so That's I cool. don't remember the sword being that great for what it's worth, but still. Nah, they're they're like slightly most of the right, so. most of the weapons like that are like kinda of, they're little throwbacks, like you said, it's a callback to Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And they're cool usually cool designs, right? Yeah. Yeah, you display them, you build your house later in the mm-hmm. game and you use them as a display like weapon. That's right. Um, but this also has our first Sage's Will on this island, which we've not spoken about. Those... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know if I've, in the whole game, got four of those yet. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um, someone needs to get exploring the sky a bit more. Um, yeah, absolutely yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the um, these Sage as well items, I think they're all found in the sky? I don't remember... I think they are all in the sky, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you'd stumble... I actually didn't know this, but as Elder Dungeon states, if you found a Sage as well before you complete a dungeon and obviously have a companion ghost with you there, um, the, the description comes up saying, um, a small stone believed to have belonged to a sage, holding it in your hand, you can feel the remnants of a strong bond. But later, if you've completed a dungeon, you've got a, a companion. Got them for ourselves, obviously. We've got um, our little arrow-firing Rito pal. Um, and Tulin, yep. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Definitely didn't forget his name. Um if you pray a goddess statue, which you presumably do periodically to you know, upgrade your health or stamina, you'll get told that for four sages' wills, um, Helia will make your bond with a sage stronger. Um, as far as I can tell, all it actually does is Im- 
like boost the attack power of the sage. So it doesn't I, affect their like main ability. I don't. Well, it, it does. Yeah, it doesn't affect the main ability. It doesn't you don't get like a souped up gust of wind, for example, that sends <laughs> you further. Mm-hmm. I think Tulin's arrows just do more damage. Um, if you find four of them, but uh, yeah. yeah. So do you have to find four for each sage, or is it upgraded Correct. all at once? Correct. Yeah, so there's a lot of these. There's another, yet another collectible for you to tuck, yeah, tuck into. Yeah, these were, these were like interesting. Like when it got to like late game, they just trying <laughs> to take these off and find them. They're quite yeah, well so hidden. The one, on this, well. the one on this island, you have to sort of go under the level where you're mostly operating. Mm-hmm, that sounds right. That's a case where a lot of and these like, they're they're well hidden. So yeah, there's like a cave under the island, but still in the sky. Uh, because in Breath of the Wild, you could get, um, or maybe it was in the DLC, there were eventually upgrades for the um, the four champions in that, and it would give you like an extra Rivali's Gale, or an, basically gave you an extra recharge on everything, I think. I think that was DLC. I don't remember having that. Yeah, I think that was what you got for completing the, um, the Champions Ballad DLCs, which makes sense. Yep. Seen um, recently, they've come out saying, "Yeah, we have no plans for Tears of the Kingdom DLC. We put everything mm-hmm. in that game." Yeah. yeah. Sidebar: How do you feel about that? I mean, uh, in, on principle, great. Like, if their attitude was with putting everything we can think of into the game, you know, that's what you want, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It never used to be you expected them to leave a bit of the game out so they can sell it to you later. Mm. Um. I mean, I still have lore questions. Maybe some DLC would have been nice to answer them. But, you know, that's what we're going to do right here in this pod. That's it. (laughs) If we answer the questions, we are even more redundant than we probably already are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, selfishly, I just want more Tears of the Kingdom, right? Yeah. Well, there's a part of me. The line I liked was they said something along the lines of we've done everything we want to do in that world. Yeah, um, which I mean, I, I which suppose is very promising that it means we're not going to get like a third game in this Hyrule. I think I think they would struggle to actually flesh it out even further. Um, the only way I've heard people say if like whatever the successor to the Switch is has like very fast SSD tech, they could have made something interesting with like switching between versions of Hyrule. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I would still, I'd rather see them do it in a new map. In a new map altogether. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah it's an like interesting. No, no DLC thing is probably just the just it's the timing's probably like a bad for it as well, right? Like, if they, even if they wanted well, to, because they're like, certainly moving to a new console. Yeah, moving right? to a new console. Like, yeah. why would you drop DLC for like? There's already um, a console that's coming to the end of its life cycle. Reports coming really out sense. that some some devs were getting demos of whatever the Switch 2 is at um, mm-hmm. Gamescom. So... Oh, it's... I mean, obviously we've been hearing bloody... Bloomberg's been giving us a rumour every week for the past three years, but yeah. it does feel like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting, like, going back to the DLC thing, it's an interesting comparison to um, another game well, well claimed this year, Final Fantasy 16, because pre-launch those guys 
we're saying you know this game is content complete you know we're not we've not chopped anything out we're not selling on anything else um mm. we'd love to tell more stories within this world but you're getting a full experience at um at launch well, it's not like um there was a very specific reason they had to say that with final fantasy 16 right with well 15 how 15 launched right like yeah yeah that's what i mean a, a, a mess <laughs> yeah that was a total mess um where yes you were not given a full experience in launch and it wasn't until they did like the, the royal edition well, the, you never got the full got. experience right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can buy the book <laughs> that gives you the full experience alongside the game <laughs> um but with how well the game sold with their sponsor, they're like, yeah, we've, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and make a couple of DLC packs, which, you know, I'm chuffed with. I would have been fine with it if they said no, no DLC, but I'm chuffed a bit so they, they're dropping it. But I suppose, like you said, the but... difference is between that and the uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Tears of the Kingdom devs, rather, is that, like you said, they're finished with all the stories they want to tell in this world and, you know, what, what they want to do within this world. They've pretty much done all they can, they feel. Which is totally different. And the fact, and probably the fact like, they they <laughs> Yeah, I mean, selfish, I don't like even know. Like, even that's my biggest worry about, like, the next, like, <laughs> the next, like, 3D Zelda game is, like, where do they go next? Like, never mind. Just well, like, I'm hoping they, they do the don't... They don't try and top this in terms of, like, more construction, more wacky building and stuff. I hope they just this is Tears of the Kingdom's thing, and the next Elder is something different. Mm. Maybe a little more grounded. The other comparison I would make yeah, is... No, yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, so should we actually talk about that shrine? So should we actually talk about? I could hear the, I could hear the swear jar lid slowly, (laughs) slowly (laughs) unclicking there for a second. Quickly closed shut. Yeah, 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 that's why I stopped um, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that sidebar. I'm sure we'll have more post-mortem game chat once we finish our journey um but yes the actual shrine itself the codonar shrine um water makes away this one is very much i found a little teaser for what might be to come um in the next main dungeon um as this one's all involved with using um a new zone i construct the hydrant to scoosh water onto the lava which creates um, rock platforms. So there's currents that you can use to like run across bridges, but you can also um, lift up the little rock platforms that get made by the water and connect them all together and make a bridge of Ultrahand. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of ways you can kind of get around the puzzle and this will become pretty important um, by the time you get to the next main dungeon. So yeah, if this is your first time playing this game and you've decided to use this cast to play along with them um, props to you power to you um but yeah this is definitely one worth doing before the next dungeon yeah this is almost a little tutorial for the kind of stuff you're going to be doing with lava and water once you get to the fire temple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
little, little taste. It's kind of like that one in um, when you were ascending the the Rising Island chains. Um, there was one that you were very much focused on jumping on those um, like fl- floating sky ships to kind of traverse and get around and navigate the shrine, right? And you yeah. have to do that. The difference the is, I think, I think I did this one in the intended order. Instead of doing it after I'd already finished the dungeon. <laughs> yes, it learned your lesson. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> no. Um, but yes, if you once you've cleared the shrine and you start lazily drifting back down to Earth, what will probably catch your eye on the mountainside will be a big old glyph of a Nintendo Switch emblazoned <laughs> into this mountainside. Um, <laughs> which is, of course, the location of the next Dragon's Tear. Do you remember when Breath of the Wild came out, you could get a Nintendo Switch um, costume? T-shirt. Like the t-shirt, yeah, if you put like, a, yeah, the yeah. game early. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Technically, this isn't even the first. It was first on the Great Plateau as well. <laughs> yeah, because I remember like people it was on the Great Plateau on like so day weird. one. <laughs> it looked so weird and out of place. Like, at least, at least you know, product placement on it. <laughs> at least they fantasied it up a little bit, so it doesn't look quite as out of place. Yeah, it's got the um, it's got the. <laughs> The, the limited edition Joy-Con attached there, right? So. <laughs> so yeah, this is the Pura Pad, obviously. Yes, of course. Sorry, but yes, sorry. It, is, it is basically a Switch. It's fine. The first game, even though no one played it on Wii U, you spent the whole game using a Wii U gamepad. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, but yes, this third memory that we're well, well third tier memory that we're going to investigate. This one's name is. Uh, Mirror's Council. Yes. It is quite an interesting device. This is definitely not from this era. I really appreciate your help. Minoru, do you know of a way we could help to return Zelda back to her time? I suspect it was the power of your secret stone that allowed you to travel through time. There are stories about the secret stones and... A forbidden act called Draconification. To swallow a secret stone is to become an immortal dragon, one blessed with eternal life. So, well, uh, yeah. so this is our, our introduction, I think, to Minoru. Yep. Um, so this is... Uh, and this one, um, Zelda and Rauru um, are visiting Minoru, who is Rauru's sister i believe sister yes i believe i think it's sister yeah and um she's examining the uh the purapad obviously this is you know technology that from a totally different time um technology that probably has a lot of her own work embedded into it just by yeah nature of the fact that she was you know a a very intelligent and well-renowned um zonai that the Sheikah probably, yeah, well, she, you know. Yeah, she created the Zonai tech, which the Sheikah probably copied, which Pura, which Pura then copied, so. Um, she mm-hmm. kind of 
she reminds me a lot of Pura. She's like the Pura of this time period. So, yeah. Um, and this one, for me, it didn't have this effect. But my friend Rob complained that, like, basically yeah, as soon got, as like, she watched... Um, like, like a set of... I was going to say, she's got... Um, you talk about the Pura comparison there. She's got the kind of the owl goggles that kind of are like mm. the kind of a little bit of Robbie in there as well with his goggles, but also Pura's got her kind of glasses and um yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of both the the Sheikah researchers and and Minoru, I feel. That's just how this art team designs scientists, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But for me, this cutscene was fairly innocuous. My friend Rob was saying that as soon as he'd seen this cutscene, he'd basically put together the whole story. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is... Yeah, I, I definitely say this is the one that drops maybe the biggest hints as to what, <laughs> yeah. what yeah. comes to pass. Um... So, yeah, so Minoru, um, they're talking, because they go to Minoru, the whole reason they're going to Minoru is to, um, you know, try and find a way that Zelda can get back to, back to the future. Um, (laughs) And uh, she suggests that one way to do it is she talks about the draconification process, which... um, involves swallowing a secret stone um which Rauru has Minoru has um and that allows them to become an immortal dragon but it's a very it's not one not not a process she would recommend because in doing so they lose their sense of self um mm-hmm. they're just a yeah. you know a forbidden act right yeah they? Yeah, um, and immediately my my head started racing about the um, the three dragons that obviously been present since Breath of the Wild. Yeah, um, um, my friend Rob, I was talking to him about that. So all the previous Zelda games since like Ocarina of Time, maybe even since Link to the Past, have had the three goddesses of Hyrule, um, mm-hmm. and then starting from. Skyward Sword, they're always just talking about the one goddess, Hylia. But mm. in Breath of the Wild, and then subsequently in Tears of the Kingdom, there are the three dragons flying around who share their names with the three goddesses. That's and right. his theory... Uh, and Farosh, Denral, yeah. and... Nadra. The other one? I think. Nadra, which is, is the Lanairu one, yes. Yeah. Um... And then in the Rito quest, they describe uh, Zonai coming down as being a, a god. So his theory was that mm. what they're saying is that the three goddesses were just three Zonai. And Hilia is the one who's an actual god. And then those Zonai became those three dragons. So those dragons actually mm. are the three goddesses you've heard about in Old Zelda's. Interesting. Do you not literally meet Din in the Oracles games? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, maybe that was her before she became a dragon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it is... Like, I mean, Zelda can never be 100% canonical, right? Because the games are made game first, story second. Mm. Yeah. And they're set thousands of years apart and they're meant to be legends. So I've never been one who worries about them like fitting together perfectly. No. I think it's too difficult now, to be honest. But I think that is a nice way to that is a nice way to fit the the old three drag three goddesses yeah, with the new one theory. goddess version. But um yeah, they de- like I was immediately thinking they're definitely Zonai that have swallowed a stone and at some point. Yep. Um it might not even be a Zonai, maybe they were uh you know, uh a Gerudo, a, a maybe, Goron. Maybe they were literally goddesses. It could very well be that as well. Mm. Yep. Maybe that's, that's like that's. Uh, maybe they are, I, know, they are... I, know, I know Nintendo said they're not getting given as DLC, but these are the things that could be answered, right? Like with the dragons, <laughs> and that'd be interesting to see. Like how well, the also, could be, obviously. If they were goddesses rather than mortals, would mm. explain why those three dragons are unkillable. Mm. Mm. Um, whereas certain other dragons die like punks. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that. <laughs> so, uh, Rauru kind of fobs off the fortification thing, saying, No, 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 we're not doing that. Um, suggests that they should instead um, study Zelda's power further um, because. You know, maybe Zelda is the Zelda is the link to the past or link to the future rather in this example, and she actually suggests that she speak to Sonya to learn more about Sonya's um, time powers that she has, and to see if that uh, if that can shed some answers on how Zelda can make her way back to the I present mean, day. In fairness to Rauru, she has clearly demonstrated that she has time travel powers. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe she should work on those before taking the most extreme possible exam yeah. Yeah. route out the, of there. The, the, the option that has no way back. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I like Minoru's design. Um, I think the, it's, it's cool seeing another Zonai to see how this, you know, the, the species look rather than just having the one Zonai as a frame of reference. Um, well I think yeah. I even said early on in this podcast when I'd only met Rauru like I don't even know that all the Zonai look like goats they could all be different animals but oh, they're all goat people yeah. <laughs> that'd be something be like a a Noah's Ark of like different animals forming Zonai yeah. and we could go crazy with all the yeah, they're just Zonai came into bite yeah <laughs> They're just um, furries. <laughs> this is, yeah, don't look at the, don't look too close at the back of Rauru's neck. You'll see the zipper. But don't, don't look at Rauru on a Google image search. Tell you that much. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> or even more so, um, Minoru. Oh, Actually, I would I say more so? I'm assuming that you know the straights are at it again, but I think we'll people do really next. like Rauru. <laughs> we'll find out in the next game game show, I suppose. Now, 
Yep. Little trailer for you, I guess. <laughs> um, but yes, once we've had a, a, a little look at that memory, we've returned back to the kind of mountain trail that's directly behind the uh, woodland stable, travel up this, this path. Um, eventually, we will reach a, a bistro, the bedrock bistro to be exact. Sounds like something out of The Simpsons. Flintstones, the Simpsons, surely. The Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Homer. Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, immediately upon getting here, um, if you have a close look at any of the Goron, uh, <laughs> they're not looking so hot. <laughs> Yeah, they're looking pretty stoned, in fact. <laughs> and yep. not unintended. They are huge like red eyes. Yep, big red eyes. They're all sitting about eating their uh, their Scooby snacks. Or in this instance, their marbled rock roast. <laughs> it really is Flintstones, isn't it? I've <laughs> 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 never really made that connection before to like the go-arounds about like this kind of Set up for like, where what... the Gorons are acting kind of really hits at home. I wonder what the bistro is called in Japanese and how much fun the translators were having calling it Bedrock Bistro. Mm. Maybe it's a direct translation. It'd be good to know. Mm. It'd be interesting. Yeah, well, closer to like the area's name, right? Because you're near Goronbi Lake. That kind of mm. sounds a bit more Japanese to me. Also, what's really fun is if you look at the uh, the little like hot spring just outside the. Uh, if you look at it on the map, it's a big. It's shaped in the side. This uh, shape of a, a big comedy chunk of meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't notice that until I was putting together this document. Yeah. Fantastic. So actually, um, here we kind of. The first thing we do is enable them. Because we immediately take on the quest of, like, getting more marbled rock roast for these guys. Yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah. So I think the... Um, <laughs> the you you guys did, still... because I didn't do this bit until after I'd finished the area. <laughs> ah. um, so there's actually a little change, depending on after you finish the area. But if you've... Uh, if you've not done the main quest yet, then um, you need to go and collect more ingredients for marbled rock roast. Um, and um, one of the uh, one of the characters, uh, it's a human actually, a Hellion rather, named Mazer. Um, he's, he's obviously heard about the wonders of the marbled rock roast, and um, he tries to eat it, but it's obviously too hard for this puny Hellion teeth and the cook named cook <laughs> um won't let the hillian leave until he brings more of the ingredients that are wasted cooking for his um brittle brittle hillian teeth and uh cook says if there's a cave just past the minecart tracks nearby um if you go in there you'll get more ingredients so uh he directs us to our next sort of mini quest objective. 
if we if you've played um Age of Calamity, you'll know that Link actually is perfectly capable of eating rocks. Yeah, well it's it's not just an Age of Calamity, you see it happen in Age of Calamity. But also yeah. in uh Goron City, and I can't remember if it's in Tears of the Kingdom or if it's in this game. Sorry, in Breath of the Wild or in this game. Um there's a journal from um Daruk who talks about how you know all the other soldiers couldn't eat the rock rose, but Link was just scarfing it down. <laughs> <laughs> And that, if it was from the root, then it was. Probably and he commands like his war spirit. Yeah. Because they don't. Is that just like Link's like throwing like game. caution to the wind because he knows he's like the chosen one, and he would always it's, basically yeah, be saved in some way. So he just like eat, eats what he wants. He just built different. Oh yeah. It's courage, right? Courage oh, is yeah. his whole thing. So. Yeah. Courage and stupidity are very, very close together. <laughs> yeah. The only difference is success. Now, <laughs> here's a question, Luke. If you're in a restaurant and somebody just served you up like a roasted meaty bit of rock, <laughs> would you try it? Would you eat it? So, the, the fact that you start that with you're in a restaurant, yes, I would assume they knew what they were doing. And it's like a, a yeah, well, uh, this is... Is, it, is it cake situation, you know? It's just some some dude on the yeah, street. Yeah, I mean, well, this is a or someone clearly not my species. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I ate some pebbles for a quid when I was a kid at school. This explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if, I've, if those are still in there? I don't know. <laughs> Do you feel your uh, your stomach rattle sometimes when you move around? <laughs> Yeah, shake, rattle, and roll. Just helps with his uh, extra digestion for like, when he eats like normal food. It's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, that's what dinosaurs did. Yeah. <laughs> so it wor- works for Brontosaurus. It works for me. <laughs> and you won the bet. <laughs> so, oh yeah! Like, instantly, they were like, "Oh, Luke, would you eat this for a quid?" Yeah. Oh. So the cave that we need to go into is the. Uh, restaurant cave. I think it's east or west. Yeah, I think it's literally. Yeah, like there's a west restaurant work. cave and an east restaurant I cave. Think at point. I think like when I done it, like I went to the east restaurant cave flip first and uh, wasn't working for some reason. Ah, uh, so, so I remember going to the west. To the west one. Yeah. 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 I went to the west because I think I'd passed it already on my way to. You kind of only need one. So you only need one marble rock rose, right? Because when I came out of the East Restaurant Cave, I had them all. Like, yeah, I can join them all together in a minecart, and off I went back to the bistro. It's just, uh, it's just yes. One. Uh, the issue is you need to be fireproof. Yes. So this yeah. is the whilst your journey up uh, Death Mountain in Breath of the Wild was your introduction to the kind of flame environment, and you had to. You know, have some protection for your actual climb up the mountain. This time the climb is fine, but if you go into any of the caves where you're, you know, presumably getting closer to the, vul- the, the you know, lava and the volcanic roots of the the the, the land, um, this is where the fire environment comes into play. Like Luke was saying. And at this stage, I didn't have any armor, so I was 
finding some lizards and cooking myself up a little um, potion. I think there's a fella right there who explains like what you need to make that potion. Yeah, it's a cooking pot right outside the cave, so that make, that's I think that's right. Yeah, and you can also. Yeah, I don't remember actually get... anything within the cave itself being problematic beyond the actual, you know, your first exposure to the fire environment. Yeah, you basically, you can glide right across some lava and the rock crests are right there. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's, the only thing that maybe is tricky is then you have to get the rock roast. Because you, you can't, like, pick them up and put them in your inventory. They're, no, like, you've you got to, to carry them like, ultra-hand them or... Yeah. You have to ultra hand them back up to where you started, then you put them on the minecart and sort of go that yeah. way. That's what I was saying. I used the ultra hand like when I first went over to the East restaurant in the cave. I had like I don't know how many of these need they need of these rock roasts, so I'll just take them all, ultra hand them, them, them all, all together. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put them in the minecart and off I went. Was that before or after we talked about the um the seal lady where neither of you thought to stick them together? Um, but yeah, um, also next to the Bedrock Bristol is a shrine that we can enter, the Timawak Shrine. Which... Uh, Against the flow. Yes, this one is another another sort of lava and rock platform tutorial shrine, basically. Um, this one's kind of got like, you know, making a makeshift sort of... Um, raft, wind raft, using a rock platform and um yeah, like a little video of it now, it's like the little opening is kinda of almost like automated lava platforms. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of have to you ride the rock platform and then there's like a a, a mesh grate that you can you want to kinda of hop up to then drop back onto the platform. Hmm. Um very Mario <laughs> like on the moving like the kind of auto scroller platform rider levels where you've got to jump up and run across some bricks while the platform goes through like a platform shaped gap yeah i mean running on rock platforms on lava is just pure mario right mm-hmm. I, I don't know uh, what it is but for some reason timowak to me that is just pure like these games shrine naming <laughs> You get what I mean? It's just that sounds yeah. like a, a Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom shrine. Yeah, I do wonder how they got these names. Like, did they just like find like some syllables and like smoosh them like together? A rat and then a random name generator. <laughs> I'd be really curious to know how they're named in Japanese. I think, I think it's the same names, right? It'd be weird if it's not. It'd be weird if they made up two separate bits of gibberish. Well, maybe, like, it's just, like, no, like, you get, like, they've got a shrine name and then you would get, like, like the, I guess this one's called Against the Flow. Maybe the shrines in Japanese are just hmm. a literal translation of that. That's just a guess, though. <laughs> like... Well, our man in Japan, that's your research for next time. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a couple times we've brought up questions where I could have researched, but um, what the listeners don't know is I don't have proper internet right now, so I'm recording on my computer and talking to these guys on my phone, and yeah, I'm not researching nothing. 
Hmm. Well, I expect the answer though, but from next time, you're going to go to your local internet cafe and find out for us. <laughs> By local internet cafe, you mean sit and edit this podcast on the work Wi-Fi when I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> Thank God nobody at your work listens to this. <laughs> as far as I know. I think we're done with everything we can do right now. Oh, one more little fellow we can talk about around the Bistro Cave. We have, um, I can't remember his name, but there's the chappy who wants to, wants to eat your flint in the chances that you have like a special flint. Um, that's, yes, Gormal. you get that after you finish the uh, marbled rock roll <laughs> Um, it's a potentially good money maker is you will pay a thousand rupees for the special flint so I assume you're guaranteed on the first one right I'd guess so because uh, I, I, I definitely got one on my first one yeah I think I remember getting one as well yeah and, you know, classic gambling oh. slash catch up on tactic right they give you one on your first pull <laughs> Let's go speak to him right now, see if I've got ten flints. <laughs> but yeah, the the whole kind of vibe of the Bedrock Bistro is that all the miners are kind of the down tools because they're hooked on this rock roast and it's just set them to become, you know, very lazy and um abrasive as well. Which is the antithesis of the Goron, you know, kind of friendly, hardworking way. Um, I think there's a, there's an NPC I think that says, um, one of the miners is sitting there going, "Oh, I wish they would mine some more marble rock roasts. I'm starving." And then like his mate who hasn't eaten any, I don't know if it's a baby Goron or one of the elders, um, because those seem to be the only two archetypes of Gorons that haven't uh touched the stuff. Um, he says to his mate, oh, "You're a miner, though. It's your job to go and get more rock roast." And he's like, "Ah, ah, dismisses him." I think it is. It's a kid here. I remember there's a yeah, little kid yeah. with his friend, like getting very frustrated. Um, because yeah, it may, it did remind me of just like a, you know, very special episode of a cartoon or a sitcom where here's the kid who. <laughs> The, you know, the adults are all doing alcohol and he just doesn't get it. <laughs> but it, it's, I mean, it's a very not subtle drug metaphor. And it's like, in the year of our Lord 2023, the only place you're getting this heavy-handed an approach to drugs is either Japan or, like, Christian media. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, um, yeah, Japan, I know where you how... could get like fully cancelled just for doing some coke. Yeah, and it's like, like guys, uh... you know, everyone in Hollywood is doing this all the time. <laughs> like the, the, I think the dude a couple from of wrestlers is what I'm been... thinking of. Uh, a couple wrestlers, of wrestlers well, have yeah. been, they've been like, like totally banned from coming back to Japan, Japan because they were caught with weed. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I think a, a Japanese wrestling company made <laughs> made the tremendous decision uh, to book Rob Van Dam <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, Incredible. But yeah, it is the drug approach to drugs here is very bizarre. Especially when uh, magic mushrooms were completely legal in Japan until the 2002 World Cup when they made them illegal because they thought it would be embarrassing if they were available in front of all their foreign visitors. Mm-hmm. But now a lot wow. of the world is moving towards legalization and Japan's going to be very far behind because changing laws takes forever in Japan and the government are all in their 60s and 70s yep. and 80s. Yep. See Shin Godzilla for more on that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, be careful with them hard drugs, kids. Yeah. And be careful with that rock roast. <laughs> Go runs. Um, so the remaining path to the Goron City, you have to go through the Southern Mines, is that right? Like as you pass through? The, you, path you can, there is just a path. path right? Yeah, you can take a path right up yeah. there. Ah, oh, fair enough. You just fall I think you pass up from the yeah, beast. You pass, you pa- you you pass, pass various yes. mines and caves, yeah. You pass it here because there's, uh, there's Again, another miner sitting there doing nothing but eating rock roast, and and one of the older Gorons is sitting there going, "Ah, oh, we, um, you know the the president, President Yonobo, because you'll hear start hearing about Yonobo, Co. They've been involved in the mining, and you'll remember Yonobo from Breath of the Wild, hopefully. Um, wanted to create a minecart land in the southern mines, but um, all the workers have been to um." rocked off their tits <laughs> to bother. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe, maybe if we solve what's going on. Maybe it's not about we'll drugs. Maybe it's about the dangers come. of rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't expose your kids to, you know, and your all the young That's women Satan to music. see Elvis. Yeah. Elvis cyrating his hips. <laughs> Disgusting. It is funny every 10 years or so to go back and look at what was controversial 10 years ago. (laughs) Imagining, like, imagine a world where Elvis is what's considered controversy. When we're, you know, softcore porn on every music video at this point. So if you continue up the path, oh, before we actually do wrap up this episode, as you continue up the path and get to the gates of Goron Village, you'll be accosted by uh, a couple of uh, couple of miners with those ominous red eyes who ask you to hand over your gems, if I remember rightly. Yeah. <laughs> or try and like, sh- or try and like they, short they try and... sell you. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh. Give us your diamonds for like twenty rupees or some nonsense like that. We'll buy a diamond off you for for 
for 20 rupees. That's right. But then uh, Gerudo, who I believe was in Breath of the Wild as well as like the Gerudo uh, duelist. Um, yes. I don't think um, duelist or, is the word. Ju- ju- <laughs> no. Jewel. I don't think it's it like is. They jewel jeweler. Jeweler. Ready to fight. She She comes along and asks me. Asks if you trust in the heart of the cards and pulls out her deck. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, when you do see these two Gorons, like, <laughs> when you do see these two Gorons for like the first time, like it is really creepy because like if you're just like walking up the path and you like kind of you see them walking towards you and like if you try and change your direction, like they follow you and like corner you. Basically. <sighs> well, and it's also because I, I didn't, in these didn't games, that. that's great. In these games, like NPCs and enemies are so separate, right? You fight monsters and you talk to all the others, like the humans and the Gorons and the Gerudo. So here's some Gorons and it looks like they're going to fight you is a little unsettling. Mm-hmm. I mean, as it turns out, you don't actually have to fight them, but still. No. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I I wonder if the game lets you go through with it or if the Gerudo lady sort of steps in and intervenes. She'll probably jump in and go, whoa, don't let yourself get scammed. Yeah, she'll probably jump yeah. in. I'd imagine she And challenge you to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> like, on guard, go around. And <laughs> 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 the duelist. <laughs> the, uh, it's an interesting point you make, though, about this, you know, Breath of the Wild, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm forever going to make that mistake. I yeah. really won't, won't wonder how many times I make that mistake in this whole Breath film. of the Wild on uh, the man. Yeah. Um, because, like, in games like <sighs> Skyrim, which... Was was it not a potential um, point of reference for them when they were first making Breath of the Wild? Oh, I'm sure I mean, they brought no it doubt. Um, but like in games like Skyrim or basically most other sort of like action fantasy RPGs, whatever you want to call them, a nebulous genre that this falls within, um, you can like attack like the townsfolk and or the guards or what have you, um. Probably you shouldn't, because it'll have negative consequences usually, like you'll have a bounty on you or the guards will be really strong and take you out. Um, but yeah, Zelda's not that type of game. You cannot accost random Hillians and Gorons. Like the, the most you can do, do is, is give them a fright. Yeah, scare them by getting your weapons out. Yeah. Or putting on the monster gear on the scales of the Yes, it does. <laughs> But yeah, I suppose this is, if you somehow missed the Bedrock Beast roll together, this is definitely going to be your introduction to the rock-roasted go- uh, Gorons and realising that things aren't particularly great right now in the Goron region. And uh, we'll find out a little bit more about that next time when we explore the Goron Something city Something is rotten more. in the state of Elvin. Oh, Elden. <laughs> does this one? Damn it! <laughs> does that count? <laughs> does that <It's> count? 
I think I think one Shakespeare reference earns us one from soft reference. Does that count though? Because I don't finish like the mm. the line I was saying. We'll let it pass, but you're on thin ice. Elden with an I, <laughs> not an E. Yeah. 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 Well, before we I'm end up opening the swear jar properly, just to piss off Jay. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, before we uh, piss me off more or open that swear jar fully, um, where can we be found and supported, Luke? You can find this podcast on Twitter at Hyrule Field Pod. It's also on Facebook, but I never remember to post anything on Facebook. Um, but please do rate and review, like and subscribe, share it with your friends. And um, if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online, head on over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius, where you can find links to all of the podcasts we create, and you can support us for just a dollar a month, listen to episodes as soon as we're done editing. And uh, just, do you have some sage words of advice for us this week? Yeah, if you're making yourself a nice little cup of tea to make sure you don't overfill your kettle because it <laughs> saves you energy. <laughs> oh, especially if, if it's the that... size it's especially if it's the size of Skyview Tower. Like, if you had that, that sitting waiting since the very start of the episode. Pretty much. <laughs> kettle on my brain. Uh, kettle on the brain. Well, thank you for listening. Now I'm going to go put my kettle on and make some breakfast. Cheerio! So long!